Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Mesechus Erevin, Perak Yod, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And today's Mishnahs are being learned by Schos Estobas Rachel, Shishi Bizachar, Defines Rezeva Kagon, Bekarav Mamesh. Now, the previous Mishnah ended talking about a case where a person had found a lot of pairs of tefillin, but it's a time of Sakana, and he's not going to be able to stay by the tefillin until Matsu Shabbos. So he said that according to Tanakama, he could pick up the whole bundle and carry it less than four Amas at a time. He, let's say, carries it three and a half Amas, stops for a little bit, carries it another three and a half Amas, and keeps on going like that until he gets to a safe place. And that would be a permitted way to save them on Shabbos. Now, Mishnah Beis tells us Reb Shimon, and Reb Shimon argues, and he says that no, he shouldn't carry it three and a half hours at a time, let's say, but rather, he should give the whole bundle to his friend who's standing within four arms of him, and his friend gives it to another one, and they keep on doing this human chain until they reach the outermost chatzar of the city, which is basically the first place where these tefillin are going to be safe. Rav prefers making this human chain to get the tefillin to a safe place, as opposed to this one person who found them, carrying them less than four arms at a time. That's because Rav Shimon's afraid that he might end up carrying them more than four arms. He's not going to be precise, he's not going to be paying attention, and he might end up being over an of carrying them more than four hours at a time. And V'chein Benay, similarly his son, let's say he has a child that was born out in the field on Shabbos. He was out with his wife, all of a sudden she went into labor, she gave birth mamish in the middle of the field, what are they going to do with this child? He can't be out in the open, so he gives his brand new baby to his friend, his friend gives it to another one, and again they make a human chain, a filumeo, even if it's a hundred people, that's a way to get this baby to safety. Now we extend this halacha to something else. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, we can form a human chain to pass a barrel of water, let's say, one person to another, another to another, and this human chain is allowed to form even to bring this barrel outside the tchum. Let's say there's a group of people outside the tchum that need to have water, and they can't come into the tchum, so we can make this human chain bring this barrel of water all the way to these people that are outside the tchum. Now, Amrulai, the Chum, told Rabbi Huda, this barrel is not allowed to be brought more than the feet of its owner. Now, we know that a person's kalim are kind of shvisa in the same place where the person's kind of shvisa. So the same way that a person's not allowed to go outside their tchum, a person's kalim are not allowed to be brought outside the tchum of the owner. Now over here, we're not talking about a barrel of water belonging to anyone in particular. That's because the barrel wouldn't be allowed to be brought outside the tchum of its owner. So when Rabbi Huda said that this barrel of water is allowed to be brought outside the tchum, it's talking about a barrel which is hefker. And according to Rabbi Huda, since the barrel's hefker, it's allowed to go anywhere and it's not limited. However, the chum are arguing with Rabbi Huda, and they're telling him that no, that this barrel is kind of shvisa wherever it was at the beginning of Shabbos. So even though the barrel doesn't have an owner, it still is limited to 2,000 amas from where it was at the beginning of Shabbos, and therefore it's not allowed to be brought outside the tchum. And moving on to Mishnah Gimel. The Mishnah tells us, a person sitting reading a sefer on a landing. And a skupa is like an elevated landing, which is outside of his house, which has the status of a Carmelis, and he's sitting there on Shabbos reading a sefer. Now this doesn't mean that he's reading a book. Back in the day, they didn't have books. There's far more written on parchment, so that means that he's reading a scroll He's holding a scroll in his hand. And then what happened? This Gagal say from Yadai. This scroll rolled out of his hand. He's holding one end, but the other end slipped out of his hand and rolled out towards the Rosh Hashanah. So Gayalai Etzloi, he's allowed to roll it back towards himself. Even though we know that a person's not allowed to transfer something from a Carmelist to Rosh Hashanah or vice versa, since he's holding on to the other end of the Sefer, even though that one end rolled out of his hand towards the Rosh Hashanah, he's still allowed to roll the whole thing back towards him. And now a similar case. Hayakar Barash Hagag, let's say he's reading it at the top of his roof. So he's in Rosh Hashanah right now. And his Gagal Asay from Yadai and this end of the scroll unrolled towards the Rosh Hashanah. So here it makes a difference. If it hadn't unrolled to within 10 Tfachim of the Rosh Hashanah, so then he's allowed to roll it back towards himself. However, if the end of that sefer, the end of that scroll, 
rolled to within 10 tefachim of the Rabim, so then he's not allowed to roll it towards himself. He has to turn it on its face, which means instead of the ksav, the written words, facing outwards, he has to face them inwards. Now, this is talking about a very particular situation. We can't be dealing with a situation where it's literally just hanging in the air, because then there's no reason for him not to roll it back towards himself. Over here, we're talking about where it's actually resting on the wall of the house. Let's say he's on the roof, and the wall of the house is actually slanted outwards. So when this scroll rolled out of his hand, it actually rested on the wall, which is jutting out. So now we have an issue. This of his is resting on something within ten tefachim of the Rosh Hashanah. So even though me'ikr halacha, he should be allowed to roll it towards himself because he's still holding on to one end of it. In this case, the Chum Ragazra, that since the end of it is considered to be in the Rosh Hashanah because we said it's within ten tefachim of the Rosh Hashanah, and if he wasn't holding on to the other end of it, it would be usher de iraisa for him to pick it up from the Rosh Hashanah and bring it back onto the roof. So in this situation, we say that he just has to turn it over, let it remain resting on the wall. The reason why is turning it over so that it shouldn't be left that all the words are facing outwards, at least the words are facing the wall, and he has to leave it like that until Matzah Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Even if it's not separate from the ground, except the width of a needle, which means the one end that rolled out of his hand unrolled so much and it's so close to the Rosh Hashanah, there's literally a tiny little bit of space in between the end of the Sefer and the Rosh Hashanah. Still, he's allowed to roll it towards himself. And it's not Rabbi Yehuda arguing with the previous statement in the Mishnah. Actually, the previous statement in the Mishnah is Rabbi Huda. This is Rabbi Huda clarifying that everything we just said in the previous part of the Mishnah is talking about where it was resting on this slanted wall. But if it wasn't resting on the slanted wall, like we had said already, it's hanging in mid-air. As long as it's not touching the Rosh Hashanah, he's allowed to roll it back towards himself. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon argues, and he's very makel. He says, Even if the end of the Sefer that rolled out of his hand rested on the ground itself, he's still allowed to roll it towards himself. Because there's no shvos, meaning there's no iser drabanon that is going to stand strong when we're dealing with kisvei akaydash. Over here, we're dealing with kisvei akaydash, and the only reason why it might be usher for him to roll towards himself is his shvos is iser drabanon that we had mentioned at the beginning of the mishnah. But Rav Shimon says, since we're dealing with kisvei akaydash, we're not going to hold strong to the shvos to this iser drabanon, and we're going to allow him to roll it back towards himself. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Dalad and Hey. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.